Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Let's see now, where does Charlie Brown put this thing? I think it's over. No, 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 it's over. What a beautiful tree. Wow. Okay. Let's get this wrapped around. I think Lucy liked that around there. Like that, I think. Okay. We got that. Yeah, Christmas. I love Christmas. Do you love Christmas? Man, duck the halls, man. I, Christmas 2022. How about that? Man, you know, Christmas. Everybody knows what Christmas is. 2022. You know, some of you may not know, but that duck is my last name. You kind of get that maybe if you know that. You duck the halls. Duck, I mean, what can I say about that name? I mean, there's not any superheroes that go by that name. I mean, there's Donald Duck. Daffy Duck. How could that be a superhero, right? How about Rubber Duck? (laughs) Rubber Ducky. You know, I've had to deal with that, but I, I think this shirt, the reason I really, Yvette and I, we wore it today because we want you to know that we don't want to see Christmas go away. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Not too long, hopefully. And I know that Christmas is over technically, right? Or as my grandson used to say, technically. Uh, we still say it that way now at the house. Uh, but for some reason, I have been struggling. I've been struggling with letting Christmas go this year. And preparing for this message, I even found myself watching a Charlie Brown Christmas several times. Over and over Again and again, and I was reminded about Charlie Brown's question concerning what is Christmas all about? And in the video, Linus, remember, he steps up. And Pastor Jeff kind of talked about this last Sunday. He kind of led into it. Linus stands up and he reads parts of Luke chapter 2 in the King James Version. One that most of us would know better than other versions. It starts with, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And then Linus recites the final words. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. You all know that, right? You remember seeing this? 
I've saw it too many times this year already in, in this, this Christmas season. And then Linus tells Charlie Brown, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Remember that? In other words, I think Linus is describing a Christmas that's about the good news. Amen? The good news of Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah, the one that was predicted to come, a Savior. That's what I think Linus is talking about. And his birth would bring God's goodness, God's favor to a world that desperately needs it today. And I think that is the Christmas that I can't seem to let go of today. I'm not ready to pack it up and put it all away. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll put Charlie Brown's tree up. And I'll put all the other ornaments up. I'll, I'll go and put them back in the utility room. But do I really have to give up Christmas this year? I mean, I realize it's January 1st, 2023. Oh, and by the way, it won't, uh, Christmas won't be on sun, Sunday again for 11 more years. How about that? Woo! Imagine how old you'll be. I'll be nearing 80. For some of us, you are entering this new year. 2023, excited. You're excited about it. You're excited about maybe a new job, maybe even a baby coming, or a grandbaby, or a great-grandbaby, I don't know. Or maybe even marriage. And yet for others, this new year is just going to be like the one last year. Well, everything the same. No change for you at all. And yet, for some, this new year, you're happy to see it. Because this past year has been pretty tough. Amen? It's been rough. It's been rough. I mean, things have changed. And maybe you're left with more questions than answers. I'm not sure. You just don't know. But what you do know is you're glad this past year is over. But church, no matter how you're looking at this new year that we have entered now, one thing is we all are going to face it. (laughs) Here it is, ready or not. Amen? I mean, it's here. And I believe this struggle that I'm having with letting go of Christmas is the Holy Spirit's way of wrestling with me. Wanting me to see this new year through the eyes of Jesus. And what I mean by that, Jesus' thinking, His way of thinking, and His heart. That's how I need to see this new year, 2023. That's what I'm talking about. 
And, and I also believe He wants that for you and me. And I'm praying that He wrestles with you. I, 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 take, I don't take that lightly. Because you know when the Holy Spirit wrestles with you, things happen. Amen? This is what Christmas is all about. Think about it. How might seeing everything through Jesus' eyes change you and change me? How? What are the possibilities? To illustrate what I'm, you know, what it might be like, I'm going to try to give you an idea here, uh, what it might be like to see this world this year through Jesus' eyes. I, I, I'm going to invite you to enter into a moment of Peter's life. Yes, Peter. It might be considered as the worst moment in his life. Maybe. It happened right after Jesus was arrested and taken to the home of the high priest. This account is, is covered in all four Gospels. Matthew and Mark are almost identical on it. And John, he's got to add some details. He adds a few more things to it. But for us today, it is Luke's account that I want to explore for a moment with you. So that, so that we can witness what it looks like to see through Jesus' eyes. And I want to narrate this. I'm just going to narrate it real quick. I'm not going to have, read that scripture, but I just want to narrate it. We find in all four Gospels that Peter will not let go of Jesus after he was arrested. I mean, Peter said, I'm, I can't let go of him. He, he, so he follows. He basically traces out Jesus' steps to know where he's at at that moment he was arrested. And remember, he was arrested in the garden. Peter was there, as well as the others. Peter manages to trace his steps to the high priest's house, and he waits at a distance in the courtyard. He's warming his hands at the fire. He can see Jesus from where he's at. Then he is accused all of a sudden by a servant girl as being one of the followers of Jesus. And, of course, we're told that Peter's response was, Woman, I don't even know him. A bit later, as he continues to warm his hands at the fire, he watches Jesus being questioned. And someone else remarks that Peter must be a follower of this Jesus. Peter says in a most defiant voice, No man, I'm not one of them. And Peter doesn't give up easily with trying to stay and watch his master being detained. Of course, the crowd doesn't also, they don't give up trying to find the rest of his, Jesus' followers. Finally, someone else tries to nail Peter as they are talking to him and realize that he speaks with a Galilean accent. Now that's something I can relate to personally. What I mean is, it's been six weeks since Yvette and I came back from Texas. 
And I'm still saying y'all too much. <laughs> but Peter, Peter, Peter's finding out that he can't hide the Galilean in him. Just like I can't hide the Texan in me. He can't hide it. It just comes out. Yet Peter continues to deny his connection with Christ. Peter remarks, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Peter didn't even finish getting all the words out of his mouth when out of nowhere, a rooster It's been a long night for Peter and for Jesus. Peter, you know, now that that rooster's crowed and crowing, Luke records something that the other Gospels don't even mention. At that very moment that the rooster crowed, Jesus looks over and makes eye contact with Peter. Eye to eye. Peter instantly remembers that just hours before, on their way to the garden, Jesus told all the disciples, you will all betray me before this day, this night is over. Peter disagreed. He said, everyone else may desert you, Lord, but I won't. Right? Remember that? That's what he said. I, I will not deny you, Lord. <laughs> they may, but not me. And yet Christ assured Peter that he would deny knowing him. No Christ. Three times before the rooster even crowed once. The next morning. The Gospels tell us Peter then left the courtyard weeping bitterly. Peter must have felt like a failure when that rooster crowed. By most accounts, Peter really looks like a loser, doesn't he? I mean, you've had thoughts and feelings about Peter, right? Especially at that moment when he's denying Christ. You think that he just let Jesus down, didn't he? Peter had a moment there to stand up and be counted with Jesus. But Peter chose to deny knowing Christ. The word deny means to disown an interest in someone or something. The opposite of deny is to confess, to acknowledge, to say, yes, I, I do identify with this person or thing. I think it'd be easy for us today <laughs> to look down at Peter. It would be. Especially at this moment where he's afraid and he's being very selfish, very self-centered. He's protecting himself. But for the time we have left this morning, I want us to focus on the look that Jesus gave Peter. When that rooster crowed. I believe it is in that look that we can understand what it means to see this new year that we've already entered. And everything about it through the eyes of Jesus. Through the way he thinks. Through the, through the way his heart thinks or, or feels about others. Church, this is what Christmas is all about. And I think... This is the Christmas that I can't seem 
to let go of. Now, I'm not ready to pack it up and just put it away somewhere until next year or to this time this year, 2023, should I say. To better understand Jesus' look, I want to invite you to turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. I'm only going to look at verses 5 through 8. And uh, this will be in the NRSV version. Uh, it's going to be on the screen. And uh, so you can uh, follow that if you want to. In this passage, Paul is writing to the Christian community in, the, in Philippi. And in his uh, comments leading up to this passage, he is urging this body of believers to be like-minded. To be the same in their thoughts. In one love, uh, one spirit, and one mind. Paul wants them to be aware of their relations inside the church and outside the church. And I'm thinking this morning, Paul wants this Philippi church and even us here at Cross Community, for that matter, to see fellow believers of this community or fellow believers in this church and the people of this community through Jesus' eyes. In other words, through Jesus' way of thinking and through his heart. I want to read from Philippians. I want to take a, a, a drink here first. Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to begin in verse 5. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, assuming human likeness, and being found in appearance as human, as a human, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Church, this is the this is Jesus' story that Paul's writing here. This is Jesus' story. This is who he is. This is what he is about. Some scholars have said it is his song. It's Jesus' song. And it's beautifully captured in Paul's words. It's a model of who we are called to follow in our daily relationships, both in and outside our church. But for our message today, I want us to address our daily relationships with our outside community, not the inside. I can tell by looking at this group here that you're in love with each other. Amen? Through Christ, you love each other. So really, I've, I've been pushed here to talk about those outside the church. Those ones that may be, when you see them, You don't have the same love that you have for others in here. So that's what we're going to take a look at on this, uh, with this passage. Uh, To look, I think, in my way of thinking here, this is what Christmas is all about. And I'm not ready to put it away. Paul writes this, he says, Christ Jesus, who though he existed in the form of God, emptied himself taking the form of a slave. 
As Dr. Uh, Dean Fleming offers in his commentary on this, he says, he, says, he, Jesus, is coming from the lofty heights of his pre-existent glory, from up above, from the kingdom. And though he is God, he comes to us and empties himself or takes on the appearance of a slave. Church, for me, this means Jesus chose to connect with me right where I'm at. He wants to know me. And that's, that's what he's showing us here. And, and the look he gave Peter when that rooster crowed was grounded in a mindset of being selfless. He emptied himself to come and connect with a fallen world, to relate to those who were broken and downtrodden. Surely he knew he was God. And yet he wanted to know what it's like to be me, to be you. I believe that when Jesus looked at Peter, Peter could tell that Jesus was looking beyond Peter's denial. Jesus was looking beyond Peter's faults. He was looking at Peter's needs, what Peter needed at that moment. Folks, this is the mindset of Christ that we need to have. Especially when we look at the ones in this community that we live in, the ones that we work with, the ones that we see. We need to empty ourselves of those condescending thoughts and maybe judgments and opinions and only see the needs of the people in this community. Being selfless is what Christmas is all about. And we don't have to put that away this year. There's more to look at. There's more in that look that Jesus gave Peter on that early morning. Uh, Paul, again, kind of beautifully writes this. He says this about Jesus. He humbled himself. Just as Jesus came to Peter's world and emptied himself or related to Peter, Jesus now looks at Peter with a mindset of being humble. I think Jesus wanted Peter to know that he still loved him. <laughs> he still loved by Jesus, his rabbi, his teacher, his savior, his Lord. This mindset in us will allow us to look at others in this community and show love towards them, even though they may be nothing like you. I want to share with you a story, a short story real quick, that will be more than adequate, I think, to explain what this mindset looks like in us. His name is Bill. He has wild hair, wears a t-shirt with holes in it, jeans, and no shoes. This was literally his wardrobe for his entire four years of college. He's intelligent. He's kind of different and very, very bright. He became a Christian while attending college. Across the street from the campus is a well-dressed, very conservative church. They want to develop a ministry to the students at the college, but they're not sure how to go about it. 
One day, Bill decides to go there, to that church. He walks in with no shoes. He's got jeans on, his T-shirt, and his wild hair. The service has already started. So Bill starts down the aisle looking for a seat. The church is completely packed, and he can't find a seat anywhere. By now, people are really looking a bit uncomfortable. But no one says anything. Bill gets closer to the pulpit, and when he realizes there's no seats, he just squats down on the floor, right on the carpet there in front of the pulpit. Although perfectly acceptable behavior at a college fellowship, this had never happened in this church before. By now, the people are really uptight, and the tension in the air is thick. About this time, the minister realizes that from from way in the back of the church, an usher is slowly making his way towards Bill. Now, the usher is in his 80s. He's silver gray-haired and has a three-piece suit. He's a godly man, very elegant, very dignified, and very courtly. He walks with a cane. And as he starts walking towards this young man, everyone is saying to themselves that you can't blame him for what he's going to do. How can you expect this a man of his age and his background to understand some college kid on the floor? It takes a long time for him to for the usher to reach the young man. The church is utterly silent except for the clicking of the man's cane on the floor as he walks. All eyes are focused on him. The minister can't even preach the sermon until the usher does what he has to do. And now they see this elderly man drop his cane right there by Bill on the floor. And with great difficulty, he lowers himself and sits down next to Bill and worships with him so he won't feel alone. Everyone chokes up with emotion when the minister gains control. He says this, What I'm about to preach, you will never remember. But what you have just seen, you will never forget. Amen? This is the mindset of Christ that we need to have when we see those in our community throughout this year. They will know how much you care by how much time you spend listening to them. Being humble as Christ was. That's what Christmas is all about. And this is the Christmas we don't have to put away. Finally, I want to close with this last thought about the look Jesus gave Peter on that early morning after that rooster crowed. I believe that Peter could see in Jesus' eyes a mindset of obedience, of being obedient. Paul writes in verse 8, And he, Jesus, became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I can't help but think that as Peter looked in the eyes of Jesus, Peter was likely reminded of the many times that Jesus spoke about his Father. Amen? He talked about his Father a lot, I'm sure. Jesus' desire... As we look at this, Jesus had a desire to obey the Father. It's most evident 
especially when he taught in the, in the courts. I'm sure Peter was there when Jesus was teaching in the courts. In John chapter 8, we read this account. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, Jesus says, then you will realize that I am He and that I do nothing on my own, but I speak these things as the Father instructed me. And the One who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what is pleasing to Him. Jesus is really speaking about His appointment with the cross, with death on that cross. They may not have understood it at that, at that time, yet Jesus makes it clear that He wants to obey the Father. When we see our community from the mindset of Jesus' obedience to the Father, our want to changes. I want to see this community through Jesus' eyes. I want to know them that way. This is the mindset. This mindset of being obedient to the will and the way of Christ is powered by our intimate relationship through the Holy Spirit. We don't do it on our own. He helps us. Again, this is the mindset of Christ that we need to have as we see those living and working in this community in 2023. Being obedient is what Christmas is all about. And again, I don't want to put that Christmas away. I ask you this again. How might Seeing everything and everyone in this community through Jesus' eyes change you this year and change me. I want to pray for all of us in this room today and even those online. And I want to close with this prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank You that You would send Your Son. Thank You that Your Son would be so obedient. He would be so selfless, so humble, so obedient. Lord, I, I pray for this body of Christ, for us here, in this church, in this place, Lord. I pray for even for, for those of us who are online. Lord, I, I, I would ask you to help us. Help us to see ourselves the way you see us. And help us to see others the way you see them. And help us to see you as Lord, Savior, and friend. And Lord, help those who want to know more. Who want to know more about you. Help us to see them through your eyes. So that we can tell them more about you, Lord. 
Lord, I would ask that you would search each and every one of our hearts. Oh, Holy Spirit, do that. (laughs) Search our hearts and find anything that might get in the way of us seeing this world through Jesus' eyes. And Lord, I would ask that in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, if you would stand, I'm going to bless you and uh, send you uh, with a pastoral blessing. Uh, I want you to go. Go as one who is blessed to be a blessing. And I want you to go and tell it on the mountain. Seeing the needs of the people in this community. Be selfless. Go. Go and tell it on the mountain. Letting them know how much you care. Be humble. And I want you to go. Tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere that Jesus Christ is born. Be obedient. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.